we're back from a longer than usual break. Annie's back from vacation, and I've been here during midwinter break. We talk about the things we've been up to, podcasts, books, movies, TV shows, and after the break, we talk about the things that are going on at the library. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Exciting episode of checking in <clears throat> after midwinter break. Annie went to Florida. Mm-hmm. How was the was the drive okay with the toddler and the baby? The toddler, the or, child, know. and the he's sick. So yeah, so I wish he was still a toddler. Um, <laughs> they the kids were fine. My husband was <laughs> like coughing like that when we left, and then. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe that he was sick, and he had the flu, and he gave it to all of us. Wow. So you were sick your entire trip? No, just uh, for the first half. Okay. But my poor husband, um, we drove to Kentucky first and mm-hmm. stayed the night in a cement teepee. It turned out to be not very well a heated. A cement teepee sounds just like a house <laughs> or something. No, it was called w- like Wigwam Village. It was <laughs> like a cool. cinder block mm-hmm. teepee. We thought it'd be kitschy. Um, it was very cold, and my husband was coming down with the flu. <laughs> the flu, and then the next day we went to Mammoth Cave, underground cave, for an hour. Mm-hmm. And I still kind of just thought he had a bad attitude about having a cold. Men tend to overreact to colds, I think, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And then when I got it the next day in Tampa, I came home from the beach and I had a hundred and two degree fever. And he said, "Imagine how you're feeling now in an underground cave." <laughs> So, so you almost lost yeah, him in Mammoth Cave. We almost lost him in Mammoth Cave. He was, he was hurting. Mm-hmm. But we got over it really quick. We'd all had our flu shots. So mm-hmm. my husband suffered for longer than the rest of us. The rest of us just sort of um, mm-hmm. had a fever for a day, and we're done with it. That's good, at least. Mm-hmm. So we rallied. We went to Cocoa Beach. We had some delicious food, sofrito bowls. Just like a Caribbean. Those, okay, not the walking taco. No, but I guess it could be kind of like that. It was like black beans and rice and um, pulled pork mm-hmm. and plantains. That was very good. We ate that like three times. Mm-hmm. And we went to Disney. Mm-hmm. We went to the Kennedy Space Center. We did it all. How was Disney? Did you just go to which Disney did you go to? Like we the Magic to, Kingdom or whatever it's called? Yeah, we went to okay. the Magic Kingdom. We're not Disney people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we are now since we went, but a lot of my family and our friends have gone before, and they were freaking out because we didn't have our fast passes in order, and we mm-hmm. sort of just wanted to wander around. Yeah. Um, we didn't have an autograph book so that my son could meet the characters, but he didn't really have mm-hmm. an interest in any of the characters. But we just kind of winged it, and it was fine. It was that good works. Time. That's better. Mm-hmm. Probably saved you a lot of money by winging it. Yeah, they let you bring your own food in. So. How nice of them. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, the hot dogs were $8, so it's good to bring your own snacks. Mm-hmm. And also, we didn't. I think you have to reserve the restaurant reservations like... In advance? Like yeah, you can't way in advance. In. I don't think you can just walk in. Or if you do, you're just going to be waiting. You're going to have dinner instead of lunch. Right, wait. yeah. There were some really long waits for stuff. We didn't, I mean, obviously we have a six-year-old and a baby. We didn't wait. Mm-hmm. longer than 20 minutes for anything. Yeah. So we missed, like, uh, we didn't do Space Mountain, and we didn't do the Seven Dwarves Mine Ride. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Disney at all. 
Yeah, well. I don't know what rides there are. My takeaway, it was very clean. Customer service was very good. It was well-oiled machine. Would you go back? Or is it like a, you've experienced it, you're like, no, I'm satisfied I now. think that, uh, we went to the Magic Kingdom because that's like the, tradi- that's the park that has like the Cinderella Castle mm-hmm. and that really looks like what I imagine kids think of when they think of Disney. But I think we might have had more fun at like one of the other parks. Like I think there's, there's a Hollywood one. There was one that with like movies and yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff because there's there's the Harry Potter world is down there. Yeah. And they have the new there's Star, the Star Wars, Wars thing. Yeah. They're making an Avatar one now. Yeah. So maybe that stuff would have been more fun. But for the kids, that was fun. I would go again and do a, like a one park one day thing. But mm-hmm. we didn't stay at the resort. I liked it the way we did it. I think. We went, there were, what surprised me was that there were a lot of adults there without kids. I thought it was going to be... Mostly families. Family place. And there were adult families there with, like, reunion t-shirts on. But there were a lot of grown-ups there, which would mm-hmm. probably be the way to do it if you really enjoy rides like that because mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about having a kid get fatigued or something. Yeah, or anyway. being too short yeah. to get on the ride. Right. I don't know. But we did take the baby into Haunted Mansion, mm-hmm. and I felt very... Like, maybe people were judging me <laughs> in, in the line on the way in. Mm-hmm. But he thought it was cool. Yeah. He doesn't know what haunted means, so. No, he's He's not scared by the dark or No. He's used, eyes. His life is in the dark yeah. still. Yeah. It's like, this is cool. It looked like the bedroom I sleep in all the time. Yeah. And then at the Kennedy Space Center, we did, it. Um, we had to push everything back a day because of our sickness, so we ended up going on a Friday, which must be like their field trip day. So things busy. were very busy there. And they don't have the Disney staff. They had like five mm-hmm. staff people who mm-hmm. all look very run down. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did get to go on the rocket launch simulator. Cool. And that was fun. And walk through the rocket garden and everything. Mm-hmm. Is that the one that's like no longer in active service? Or is that still... No, they do launches they there. They still do still. launches mm-hmm. there? Okay. They were doing one the next morning at like 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I thought about um, going there on our way out, but my son was watching a video of one, and he was like, oh, it's so loud. Well, <laughs> well they don't let you get too close to yeah. those things. You have to, like, there's, like, a certain range you yeah. have to be, I don't think, partially because of the sound, but partially because of if, if it, it happens, like, it slows or something. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah so, <clears throat> um, where's my glasses? Um, so we had a good time. It wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. We had our setbacks, but... It was, we got some sunshine and we got to the beach. We saw a jellyfish. We saw a stingray rise up out of the water next to a surfer. Cool. So we ticked some boxes for sure. And we had good bonding time. We stayed mm-hmm. at an Airbnb, which was sweet. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way to go with kids because you don't have to sleep in the same room. Yeah, if you can like do it. And like watch the TV like on mute in the hotel room. Yeah, if you could swing it, then that's the way. I think that's how we did it. Like, I don't know if it was an Airbnb, but when we went to Florida last year, we got like a nice place like on the water. Yeah. And it probably was a, a little bit more than the hotel, but it was nice because we didn't have to drive to the beach. We just walked out and we're like, we're at the beach. Yeah. So it's just nice to have like that parking spot, at least where we were. It's like we parked at the house we stayed at. And then, you could and just, then we can just yeah. walk to the beach from where we were. Yeah, this was similar. It was, you had to cross the street and then walk down like a small sand dune to get to the beach. Mm-hmm. But it was a little bit less than a hotel. Yeah. And we got like a, it was like a two-bedroom house. We could bring our own food in. Yep. 
Uh, we didn't have to be constantly like shushing the kids. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't have to sit in the dark after 8 p.m. Yep, and you can do laundry if you really want to. we had to do laundry because our washing machine broke right before we left. At your house? Yes. Man, it's not a good... 2020 is not not the best luck for the Spence family in 2020. I feel like it's aged me. I was telling my husband, I feel like I didn't get sun damage that would age me during the trip, but the stress Mm -hmm. (laughs) really gave me some wrinkles. At least you didn't get coronavirus. Not yet. True. We're... Good. That'll make your 2020 even better. <laughs> 2020, the year we got the flu and then the... Cr- I think I was sick last time I did a po- the podcast with something else. Maybe. Remember you were drinking like that green concoction yeah. to make yourself feel better. Yeah. So did you do anything on the way down? Was it podcast? Was it audiobooks? Was it music? We listened to um, NPR podcast for kids that's called Brains On. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do just like interesting... Like a kid sends in the question, and then they have kid journalists who ask, like, the experts questions. So my son likes that. Mm-hmm. And we listen to a lot of Beatles music. That just seems to be something that satisfies everyone in the mm-hmm. car. Even if you don't feel like listening to music, the Beatles mm-hmm. is, like, easy. And then we, I think we listen to Armchair Expor, Expert and Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Those are some mm-hmm. podcasts. Yep. Those yeah. are good ones. Yeah. What about you? What did you do on break? Work. Oh, you worked. You didn't yeah, take it off. I didn't take it off. So. Well, your kids aren't in school, so. Yeah, they have daycare, so it's like whatever. But it was just nice to just have a little break because yeah. the kids didn't come after school. So it's just a good break uh, mm-hmm. and everything to do that. And the driving was nice because everybody else was on vacation. Yeah. School was out. So going to and from work or just getting anywhere is like, I could, I wish it was like this all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um. But it was good. Just did a little bit of this, did a little bit of that, work stuff. Started going to the, you know, still going to the gym. Yeah, I was going to ask you, still going to the gym? S- still still going to the gym. I haven't kicked that yet. That's good. Yeah. So 2020's <clears throat> good for you. 2020's okay for Have me. Have you gotten sick? I feel like I'm getting sick right now. Oh, no. But I don't know. Like, I feel like that pre-sickness, yeah. like in my throat. That's sort of my tell, but I'm not sure. I think I'll be okay, but I'm on the cusp. You should just go to bed. Right now? As soon as you get home from work. I might. That's the I only won't. thing that'll knock it out. That's like my late, today's my late day, though, so I'll oh, be here right. till 9, which will be okay. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I'll manage, hopefully. But this is like the pre, if I end up being sick tomorrow, this is proof that I was sick. Yeah, or yeah. sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started, like, read some books, uh, finished the permanent record, by Edward Snowden, which was good. Pretty bait, like, nothing, I don't think there's anything illuminating about it right. that we don't already know, but it was just good to get it from his point of view. Mm-hmm. And then I also read One of Us is Next, which is the sequel to One mm. of Us is Lying. That sounds scary. Which was, it was good. I like that story. Like, the first one I liked, this one was, was good. Um, picked up, I don't know if it was, like, right away, but had some of the same characters, but, like, a little bit of different protagonists, but same city and all that stuff. But that was good. And I'm starting to read Everywhere You Don't Belong by Gabriel Bump. Bump? So Bump. Yep. So that's my next book that I'm reading. Uh, looks to be quite short, so it shouldn't take me too long. What's to that through. one about? Uh, it sounds like it's about a kid who's from the south side of Chicago, basically trying to figure out place in, wor- in the world, growing up in that sort of situation of like poverty, violence, 
and all that stuff, mm-hmm. trying to escape his hometown, and maybe realizing that there is no escape from that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so that should be interesting. And then I also watched some movies. I watched Parasite again because my wife wanted to see it, so we went to go see that. Uh, then I saw I Tanya. I hadn't seen that. Oh, was on I liked that. Did you like that? Yeah, I did like it a lot. It was good. Margot it was an interesting style. Yeah, I liked it. <clears throat> I liked how Margot Robbie did a good job. Uh, actually, everybody did a good job in that movie. It was better than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And then I started watching You, or I'm oh, still right. watching You. Like I'm still in the fir- we're still in the first season of that, and so far that's pretty cool. So far. I'll let you know how the season ends, if it's still worth watching. And then I also watched Chef Show Volume 3, which is just a fun show with John Favreau and his uh, chef friend. We watched an episode of that last night, mm-hmm. or, or yesterday afternoon. The new stuff, um, or just the first I, batch? He, he went to um, L.A. to a like Jewish deli. I don't know what. Oh, um, I think that was season three. Might be the third season. It's a new season. My yeah. husband's been watching it, but I haven't been watching it. But we dipped into that episode, and then um, they were making matzo balls mm-hmm. and corned beef sandwiches, and we got so hungry for it um, that we took the whole family to Uncle Harry's Deli. Yeah, that's Sinclair Shores. What's funny is that's close to where I work, and I've never gone there. I've thought about going you there. You should go there um, to get a sandwich and stuff, but I'm just like just never on my radar. I'm like, yeah. I should just go get one. In. I felt like fate was telling me to go there because one of our coworkers told me about it like a couple months ago. I'd never heard of it. And then it came up in conversation like, you know how when you hear some, a word or something, mm-hmm. then you notice how much it comes up? That's like that ever like the Bader Meinhof thing. Yeah. Like you get like, let's say you get like a black escape. Like you buy one for yourself, then all you see are black escapes. Right, yeah. So I was only hearing Uncle Harry's Deli, and we went and it did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. It's like a real small place. I think they've been there for like 45 years yeah. or something. I drive by it all the time. Apparently yeah. they're renovating. Um, yeah. Um, whatnot, but they're still open. Mm-hmm. But I do like delis because I used to work next door to one and I would get sandwiches all the time. And I didn't really, I don't think I ever went to a Jewish deli before. I had like a sale sandwich. So I ordered like this sandwich and it was like this, like, it felt like it was like a 12 pound sandwich. Yeah. Because it was just stacked so high with meat. I'm like, oh. I didn't need this much yeah, food, I know. <laughs> but it was—I mean, it was good. I just like it's an art how they be, how they make, make a sandwich, up, like how yeah. they make it. Like, do that. If I did that at home, I'd be like, "Well, this is an open face sandwich now because I'm yeah. not doing that." So their matzo ball soup is really good, and then I had their all, most of their sandwiches are like named after um, family members. Family members, and so I think I had the stan, which mm-hmm. is corned beef and coleslaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like corned beef a lot, and I like pastrami, but pastrami's not that... I'm trying to not eat bad anymore. Yeah. So corned beef is okay. I get, like, the lean cuts when I I get sandwiches. Or you could get, like, honestly, a quarter of the meat and still have an enjoyable sandwich. And their pickles were really good, too. Mm -hmm. And they had coconut pie, which I didn't get, but Mm -hmm. I'll get that next time. I guess we're an official Uncle Harry's podcast (laughs) now. Yeah, that was the sponsored ad. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I did see that episode. That just a just a fun show because um, he just really he seems to be pretty interested in cooking. Yeah. And he really like wants to learn. Uh, and the and guy stuff. he's with, <clears throat> yeah, what is Roy Choi. Yeah. yeah. Is he with him every episode? Yeah. He because he was the one that taught him how to cook oh, okay. for his when the movie chef. Right. When he made that years ago, 
and then like he made he came back or maybe probably was always in contact and they started making this show yeah that guy's really interesting and he's always doing something like a little bit different like yeah he made like how, a tamale out of the matzo ball um, yeah he just does some he just does interesting stuff because I think he was one of the first food truck people because oh, okay. I think he did he had like a food like like Korean food street yeah. food at, at a for a food truck or tacos or something yeah. but he's classically trained though he makes me want to get tattoos he's he got does. some pretty cool he does sleeves. have a lot that's like the that's like a prerequisite to be a chef is a, a bunch of tattoos yeah yeah I'm sort of I'm feel I'm more dialed into chefs after I read no reservation that's like my street cred oh yeah that was a, that was a good one even though he said that whatever Bourdain said before he died that a lot of stuff has changed for the better though um, but still it's I'm sure it's still pretty yeah. difficult to be a chef it's a nightlife job for sure like yeah especially just, just the amount of stuff that you have to do like how like just being in the kitchen like being that hot I would be like uh yeah you're gonna be there for like 12 hours maybe yeah. just doing all this stuff and negotiating all the different orders. It's like, no thanks. When I I always had trouble getting jealous um, when I worked retail jobs of, like, watching people have their leisure time while I was at work. Mm -hmm. I guess in a kitchen, you're not actually interfacing with the customers. You don't see the customers, so it's a different sort of vibe back there. Usually I think there's, like, that's usually how the vibe is at a lot of workplaces. There's, like, the front of the house, which has to, you know, Present. present themselves yeah. differently than like the back of the house where like they don't interact with people and then they yeah. can just sort of do whatever and that's sort of what they do I'm sure it's still like that yeah but that's just how they get past the time I'd imagine being in again a hot place like that that's the only way to pass time to make it so you don't go crazy <laughs> is a swear yeah <laughs> and yeah <clears throat> harass each other mm-hmm. um I did read one well I read um, two books while I was on vacation and recovering from vacation. Um, one was Hark by Sam Lipsight, which is like a satire that you might like. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a, a dark comedy about a, uh, the world sometime in the future. Everybody's addicted to their phones and work, and there's a, you know, they're all looking for answers because politics and civic life have sort of failed them and this guy comes along who has a program to help you focus called mental archery and Mm -hmm. kind of inadvertently starts a little cult and everybody has these different beliefs that they put on this guy so that was good i find with satires that they're best in small doses and this is kind of a longer book Mm -hmm. so maybe i wouldn't say it was good i enjoyed (laughs) parts of it but there are other parts of it i really slogged through Mm mm-hmm and then for like a fun book, I read um, Ali Wong's Dear Girls. You know, um, yeah, no, Ali Wong. Yeah, she mm-hmm. did the those Netflix specials. I think while she was pregnant with each of her yeah. children, and now this is a book of um, stories that are addressed to those daughters, mm-hmm. um, which makes it sound sentimental. It's not. It's raunchy and mm-hmm. um, funny, and kind of about her ups her start in comedy and. Mm-hmm. Being an Asian American, and so that's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I wonder if like that's her shtick now. Like she always has to be pregnant when she does a stand up now. I think she's done having kids, so she kind of kind of got to get a new shtick. Yeah, <laughs> maybe she'll just have like the the baby the, born and just <laughs> yeah. carry him on the whole for yeah. the whole show or something. I think she had a gig. She had a lot of gigs before. She said she was more vulgar before mm-hmm. um, she got famous with her acts. 
Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to watch. I'll watch you know, something else by yeah, here. Yeah, people like that. It's always hard to find like the early stuff if it hasn't been recorded, or I don't think uh, I'm sure it's on YouTube. Maybe. Yeah. But, but you know, a lot of that stuff, you're just like, huh? You've ch- like, how have you evolved as a comedian? Like, I don't know. Sometimes they tell the same joke after like for like ten years. Some but you can watch it kind of like evolve or get yeah. Some comedians do that um, and stuff, but some people obviously change yeah. whatever his season sorry has changed a lot oh from for his sure yeah first special I saw to his last special much more introspective now yeah because he's older now he was like 23 mm-hmm. or something when he started doesn't he talk in that stand up about being embarrassed about what he did stand up about doesn't he he does in the yeah. new one he does it's not so much like embarrassed it's just more like like talking about like how much of a fan of what he was of R. Kelly and like then the allegations right. coming out same with like Michael Jackson I think mm-hmm. Chappelle or something did it just like coming to terms with like these people with flaws it's like it's still okay to like them despite their flaws right knowing what we know now yeah so I don't know Chappelle did um and I think his most recent stand-up he might have done one since but I didn't love the he, he was kind of cranky old man, but he did this gag through the whole thing about the times he met, the four times he met oh. O.J. Simpson. Did yeah. you watch that? Yeah, that was a good one. That was one. very funny. Yeah, because it was a good one because, like, you always knew it was coming. And then, like, <laughs> right. He, he ended the show. He's like, wait, I forgot. One more time I met <laughs> and, and all that stuff. But that's that's the thing is, I guess, it's sort of saying, like, the person, people you least expect, you know, you don't really know yeah. these people you think you know. Yeah. Um, and stuff. Okay, I think with that, we'll take a little break and we'll come back. And we're back. Uh, So the short story contest just ended Mm -hmm. a little bit ago. The deadline for the The entries, yeah. So Annie and I are both on the committee to judge all the short stories, and we're doing that. So we will know a winner for that contest probably... End of March, early April, mm-hmm. once we think, do the tabulations and all that stuff. Yep, we're going to um, have a few meetings about it, and all the judges are going to do their scoring anonymously. I'm the only one that knows who wrote what, and then we'll be able to notify the finalists on the March 20th. Are we only picking one winner? Or are there going to be like a runner-up one, or a top three or something? Like top three, and okay. then one winner. Okay. And we'll have some nifty prizes for them, and then we'll have a ceremony um, on April 1st in the evening at Central with snacks, and um, the first place um, writer will read their work. And Okay. Yeah. Is this person, nice. uh, are people aware that that's part of the stip, like, con- like the yes. contest? Yeah. Well, and there are some people, and if you applied and you don't want to read your work out loud, that's fine. We're mm-hmm. not going to. There gonna are some people that said they don't want their work um, published or they don't mm-hmm. want um, to read out loud. Even, and if it's an, even if it's anonymous, like they don't yes. want anything. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's fine. We'll, mm-hmm. um, person chosen doesn't want to read, we'll read we'll something out. We'll, we'll make something out. Yeah. Really? This is the winner. <laughs> no. We'll just read some short story by a yeah. famous person. I'll plagiarize somebody. Mm-hmm. That's a joke. I won't do that. Yeah, that's fine. It's fair use, right? Yeah, yeah. We're not getting judged fair or use. compensated for it. Yeah. It's all good. Um, so that's happening. And then do you have anything going on in March? Uh, I have a Smash Brothers <laughs> tournament on the 21st, which is a Saturday. That's in the afternoon. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. It's been well attended, and the kids are very good at Smash Brothers. They're better than I am now. 
which is nice. Which is which. Ha- which what happens? Are you pretty when good? I'm okay. I don't play as much as I used to because I'm old now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have time to like practice and do all that stuff, and I have other things I want to do. And usually I'm tired by like ten o'clock. Yeah. Right now, which means like I get home from work, make dinner, sit down, and I'm like, oh, I need to go to bed. Mm-hmm. So well, my I don't husband have time. and I have been having the same argument for like a week now because we're both getting over being sick and he does not want to go to bed before 11 o'clock because he just feels like these are the only hours I have after work. I mean, I get it, but but I mean, I'm not going to fight it. But he's asleep on the couch, so what's better? I say, just go to bed, do it, get a good night's sleep. Yeah, go to bed or maybe wake up earlier and do stuff before work if you can, which I don't think I've ever, I think I've attempted that a couple of times, but... To I'd wake rather, up even earlier, yeah. Earlier than I need to. But I don't know. I'm not a morning person. So, like, even if I wake up early, I'm just going to sit around and pace and eventually just go to work, like, at 7, even if I have to be there at 8. Because I'm, like, that kind of person that just likes to be where I need to be mm-hmm. and do nothing versus doing nothing at home and then Before driving. you need to be, yeah. Yeah. Toni Morrison <clears throat> wrote most of her books before she became successful enough to quit her job, like, between four and five in the morning before her kids got up and she had to get ready for work. I can't even imagine my brain functioning enough to write, to fill out an application at four o'clock in the morning. And she wrote like some of the most beautiful (laughs) books that are ever written. That's wild to me. Mm -hmm. Imagine if she like didn't have to do that. Yeah. And it's like, well, there's no no more books need to be written. Right. (laughs) Exactly. She's the author. Mm -hmm. the world author. Because mm-hmm. um, didn't you, are you reading Beloved for, for one of your book clubs? Yeah, in April. I didn't okay. want to make it the, a winter read because mm-hmm. it's... It's a heavy book. It's heavy, yeah. And what's your book for March? Um, we're reading, uh, it's a book, <laughs> it's not necessarily unheavy, it's a book called Grown Up Anger. Mm-hmm. And it's, the subtitle is The Mystery Behind Bob Dylan, Woody Guthrie, and the 1913 Calumet. Calumet Massacre. Mm-hmm. I think there was some sort of accident at a factory in Calumet, Michigan, and it started a, um, a union uh, protest. Mm-hmm. And then somehow Woody Guthrie got involved, and then somehow Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how the story will go. It'll be interesting so to see. So this is a nonfiction. Yes. Yeah, we switch it up with nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Then we'll be reading Beloved, and then I think we're going to read... Um, science fiction and then a young adult. Cool. So we're really running the gamut. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. And we're having, um, well, we have that bag sale at the Woods Branch on March 15th, which is a Sunday, which I'm going to go to because people have been donating all sorts of cool bags and purses and wallets, and mm-hmm. um, you get just sort of shop accessories. That'll be fun. And then uh, we're going to have, towards the end of March, a life-size game program. We're going to get some of our um, yard Jenga and some of mm-hmm. our big games. And even though we can't go outside yet, yeah, we'll just um, sort of game here mm-hmm. at Ewald. Yeah, that's something I thought about potentially doing is, like, getting, like, a giant chessboard and, like, having, like, human chess. Yeah. I have think you that ever, might be pretty cool. Have you ever heard that game Dutch Blitz? I do. I have it at... Uh, the library because yeah. I bought it for because I'm doing a lot of programming at the schools now for lunch and I mm-hmm. brought it with me to North to play 
We didn't play that game, though, but I have it so we can play it, but I do like that game yeah, a lot. That's it, an amazing game, and we got really into it in college, um, my friends and I, and we're having tournaments. We, like, make a cheese ball, make fancy mm-hmm. snacks, and have Dutch Blitz tournaments, and we were determined to do a life-size game on a field, and we even started collecting, like, hmm. recycled refrigerator I'm sure boxes. How, I'm not even sure how you would do that. We were going to make big cardboard cards. Okay. And then, so Dutch Blitz is, like, Sort of like playing solitaire with multiple people, I yeah, guess you could like, describe it's like, it. It's weird. It's like, I would say it's like speed. Yeah. But you're playing with three other people instead yeah. of just one other person. And then you can, we thought you could like carry the cards and you'd have to, you'd have your own pile and mm-hmm. then you'd have to like flip them over and run to the middle of the field where all the, mm-hmm. it would be violent, I think. Maybe. Hopefully it's not windy. We that never day. did it. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be a. We didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, it's a fun game. It's yeah. definitely intense because like I've played it so many times that I still get confused how it works. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, oh yeah. We have to like we play it in my family when we go camping, and we have to like shoo the kids away. That's like a um, what's that called? A coming of age, like a rite of passage when you're like let into the Dutch Blitz group. So it's like a cult when like family th- when you're like 13 or something. You come sit at the table because we. Mm-hmm. Swear a little bit when we play. And when you say a little bit, you mean like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like we elbow each other, like get out of my way. Yeah, some like so that's the thing is that's like a, one of those games which is so weird because like I'll be playing and I'm like oh I feel like I'm doing well and then someone's like I'm Blitz. done I'm like yeah. how are you done <laughs> like that there's no way you can be done with this game like I know. I, that's where the swearing comes in maybe we should have a Dutch Blitz program. I we'd have to teach. We'd have to have one program to teach people, and then another to play. To play, yeah, two. I do it. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. So I might get kicked out though. That's like the one thing I'm competitive at. Well, you wouldn't. We wouldn't let you play. <laughs> okay. We'll just have you be the teacher. Be the, I'll bring the cheese balls. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anything else you want to mention before we sign off? Um. No. Can't wait for spring. Can't wait for virus season to be. Well. Over. We're well, like the flu virus is ending, but the other virus oh, is just yeah, beginning. Yeah. So hopefully everybody stays safe. Yes. And wash your hands. Be safe. Wash your hands. Cough in yep. your elbow and. Yep. Apparently, the coronavirus is very uh, strong. Mm-hmm. Like even if you wear a mask, like it's not going to help you. Oh, well. Because the way that it's just. Um, so I guess there's so much protein on the strand. Like you'll be unless you're in a respirator. Like something that's circulating, mm-hmm. like it can go through the mask and oh, you'll get right. it. So that's but not I also a heard way that to do it. For some people, it's just like a bad cold, and you could yeah, just I still drink fluids and take time. Yeah, on. I still think people should be wary, especially whatever people with young kids and you know old people. Those are mm-hmm. always the people that suffer the most. Mm-hmm. You know, relatively healthy people should be okay, but still need to be safe. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe we'll do a coronavirus program too stay, less fun than yeah. the dutch blitz tournament Just a little bit but uh stay safe out there um so i guess the song that i'll pick for this week it's called colors by black pumas hmm. um i listened to this a while ago and it's just really catchy it's got a good vibe to it so enjoy that song and we'll see you next time see ya i woke up to the morning sky first Baby blue, just like we rehearsed. 
When I get up off this ground, I shake leaves back down to the brown, 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 till I'm clean. I'm headed to downtown.